Enjoy the rain. This week's episode brought to you by ASMR. <laughs> Enjoy. Hi, I'm Beth. And I'm Jamie. Welcome to Driver Picks the Podcast, where I pick the podcast. And I shot my cake for <laughs> today. Sandelic. <laughs> today we're joined by a special guest. Her name is Naomi. She is one of my very good friends, one of Jamie's very good friends. And you may know her. Artwork. I don't have friends. I'm dark and mysterious and unknowable. <laughs> <laughs> and you may know her artwork because she literally did the art for our pod. I did. So, <laughs> Naomi, welcome. Hello. Hello. Okay, so usually when we have a guest, we go through and ask them a couple of questions. Are you happy for me to ask you some questions, let people get to know you Absolutely. a little bit? Absolutely. They cool. can know me. <laughs> I'm like, Jamie, you are entirely knowable. Oh, cool. <laughs> so first question, how long have you been a fan of Supernatural? Well, it's complicated. Um, it currently, I, I'm, I'm not in the fandom, but Beth is like... You live with me, so... Yeah, yeah. So I started watching when I was, like, I think 16, and stopped watching when I was 19. So I got up to, like, season 13, I think it was. You and then, quit two episodes into season 13. Yeah. Because I know I, when you quit. Yeah. <laughs> so I was kind of like, ah, oh, you know, I spent a lot of time watching this show. I think I'll just stop now. <laughs> yeah, I could, just, not, could uh, not do that. At this point, we're basically like the ghosts of Christmas past, present, and future. Like, actually, quite genuinely. <laughs> yeah. Okay, do you have a favorite character? It doesn't have to be like one of the main um, trio. Oh, there's a spider going right through your head. Ooh. Hello. <laughs> oh, some Australian content right yeah. here. Yeah. Well, is he dead? No, he just. Oh, wow. Absolutely was going straight through your such head. Such a witch vibe. I love that. <laughs> Last little handshake, you think not a witch. <laughs> okay, he's on the he's on the ground okay, now. That's cool. fine. We'll watch him. Cool. He's not gonna land in your hair. Oh, cool. Okay, would be cool though. All right. Well, thank you for that interruption, Spider. Do you have a favorite character? It doesn't have to be main. Like trio um, could be anyone, or you could do like a side character and main trio. Honestly, I'm I'm a basic bitch. My favorite <laughs> character is Cass because we love him. We so. do. <laughs> yeah. Do you have a favorite episode? Ooh. See, this is the problem. I haven't watched this show in, like, forever, so I don't actually remember any of it anymore. You actually haven't finished it. Yeah, I can't remember. So just, just say like... 15, 20, the finale. <laughs> <laughs> Beth will murder you with your sleep, but it'd be funny for the plot. Yeah, I have, I have no idea. The only thing I know about that is a rusty nail. Um, that's all I know. That's all you got from my ranting. I can can't tell say she just all of it. Off. I can't say all of it because I'll spoil Jamie. But Jamie like, already knows. Like, oh, okay. Every rant that you got, I also got. Okay. I literally ranted to anyone who would listen to me yep. for more than 10 minutes. Uh-huh. So, and Naomi uh, lives with yeah. me. <laughs> I've seen the scenes. Yeah. The crying, the sadness, <laughs> the wig. <laughs> I honestly, I don't really think I have a favorite episode. I think if I rewatched it, I could pick one out, but I could not remember anything about it. Even watching this episode today, I was like, I don't remember this episode at all. <laughs> um, literally, just any episode with Cass in it. It's... So this episode, because it does have Cass in it. Yeah. Okay, Ta-da! We found a new episode. Look, the last like five minutes of this episode was peak. I, I honestly <laughs> don't remember anything else about the episode. Just like that Cass and Dean interaction at the end. I. You know, the tension was there. But we'll talk about that later. 
the way that we often describe Naomi is that she's in like remission, mm. essentially, from supernatural brain worms. A recovering addict. Exactly. I, I was more obsessed with this stupid show than <laughs> Beth was. I My room was covered in supernatural posters. I went to all the conventions. I literally met Jared and Jensen in person. I spent a lot of money on that. <laughs> and Misha and Mark. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Wasn't your profile picture literally you and Misha for yeah, wearing flower yeah. crowns? Because it was yeah. 2015. Yeah. It, <laughs> it a was lie. a time. It was a time. I was like deeply obsessed. I wasn't just, I didn't just like this show. This show was my entire personality. <laughs> so, and then I just stopped watching. I didn't even rage quit. I just was like, eh. I don't, you just like the like, whole turkey. Yeah. This is the thing that baffles me. because it's like Naomi's- the cocaine wasn't hidden right anymore. <laughs> <laughs> She had one bad trip and she was like, nah. (laughs) This is the thing that baffles me though, because like, you're right. You were so much more ingrained in this than I am even now. And yet you just left. I don't understand how you did that. This, this is going to be with me forever. Yeah. (laughs) Look, it just, it just, I think I had this moment where I was watching it and I was like, there are just so many other shows I could be watching that I (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and they're just like way gayer than this. Like I don't know, just just let them kiss. Like I don't yeah. know. I was like, I could be validated, but instead I'm watching this. <laughs> and I was like, this will only end in pain. You know, at some point you kinda just give up and you're like, I like you still had hope. Yeah. And I I was <laughs> I was literally watching the finale like there's ten minutes left. Yeah. They could still they could still I, bring this back. I think I I think I lost faith in it a lot earlier than you did. I just yeah. kinda came to the realization that they weren't gonna do anything with it and anything they did would be bad, so and, and I you was know right. what? You were so right. Fair and valid yeah. psychic Naomi makes an appearance. Yeah. <laughs> okay. My last kind of question is what does or I guess what did supernatural mean to you? That's a really tricky question. It was literally my entire life. I don't even know. I don't even know why I liked it so much. Maybe it was the trauma or something. Yeah, I think the, that's... the relatable trauma. Yeah, could be it. Like... <laughs> the Dean Winchester coding of the elder yeah. sibling. Yeah, yeah literally. <laughs> okay, is there anything else that you would like to add about yourself, about supernatural, about anything Ooh. before we get into the actual episode? I'm not sure. I think we're just going to be in for a time. This is really going to, like... I'm kind of scared it will reawaken something in me, so... <laughs> I'm really I've hoping that... I've been trying that. to reawaken the supernatural brainwaves in you I'm, since we started this I podcast. Know. <laughs> I know. So they're like Sam Psychic Powers, just dormant, but still Literally, I, I'm like, Naomi, when can we get you on for an episode? I was literally, like, doing the art for the podcast. I was like, damn. Like, I was looking through all the reference photos from, like, Supernatural, and I was like, wow, this, like, really brings something back. Like, I... <laughs> I had never done supernatural fan art before. Actually, I think I did like maybe one. Didn't this you is... once do a portrait of Cass for a school painting? I think that was Misha. My... No, no, no. That that not all. Oh. Because it was <laughs> that count. Oh, I forgot about that. So I, so my sister did Misha. Did no. you had to pick a study of someone who inspired no. you or something, right? Yeah. So <laughs> my sister did Cass. My friend at the time did Misha, and I did. I think it might have been Dean. I can't remember if it was Dean or Jensen. Um, honestly, same face, whatever. <laughs> and I remember, I remember, I they made us do like a reference kind of photo brainstorming page, and I spent like three hours on Word, like getting pictures of Dean, and then just like 
Like, do you know how hard it is to put images yeah. on a Word document? Like, like you I mean, one thing everything's out of a yeah, now. Like, I spent so really long, bad. like, collaging <laughs> this, and it was so fun. I was like, look at his pretty face. Like, and I, I went into school the next day, and I was like, showed my art teacher, I was like, look at this. And she's like, he's a very attractive man. And I was like, I know. <laughs> You're working something in hand. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Um, is there anything else? <laughs> oh, I think we're good. I you think, think that says enough? I think you guys will discover about my personality as we go through this this interesting time. So <laughs> I'm thrilled. Yeah. Okay, so today we are all here to discuss the second episode of season four of Supernatural titled Are You There, God? It's me, Dean Winchester. Jamie, Naomi, what did you think? Okay, so before we get too far, uh-huh. we gotta talk about the most important part of the episode. Okay, I'm thrilled to find out what Meg. you think. Okay, yes. Meg. <laughs> it's Meg. Yeah. Okay, I had this really, this really funny moment when I was watching it. I had it in my notes somewhere, and my notes—I've never done notes while watching a show before, so these are very vague, and I don't really understand <laughs> half of them. But there was this line where Meg was like talking to Dean, and she was like. Do you remember me? This is what I looked like before, like, I was, like, turned into oh, a they, slut and they, they cut my hair. And I was like, oh, my God. So I guess... Yeah, I think the quote is, like, they cut my... Like, she cut my hair and dressed, dressed me, me like, like a slut. slut. Yeah, and I was like, damn, so I guess everyone wearing, like, leather jackets and pixie haircuts is sluts now. Like... <laughs> yeah, right. How homophobic. You're not wrong. Literally, though, I thought that... I was like, first of all, like... The concept of someone being a slut is just, like, so ridiculous that it doesn't exist. Except she good. Like, right? <laughs> but, like, yeah, it's just fucking ridiculous. Like, even if the, like, concept of being a slut was, like, something that was not just some stupid societal convention, yeah. right, that was used to shame women for, like, enjoying sex, because God for fucking bid, she was not even wearing something that you could really, like, describe as slutty. Like, yeah. she was, yeah. like, fully covered. She yeah. was wearing long sleeves, long pants, like... Shirt, colour, tits. The only way it was, like, slightly slutty is because it's all, like, skin tight, basically. Yeah. And even that is, like, just fashion, baby. Like, (laughs) literally. I Um, think it was meant to be, like, oh, but she was, like, a good Christian girl sort of, like, thing. She was just a college gal. Yeah. With a younger sister who doted on her and lost their way. They were really, like, we're just going (laughs) to retcon everything and make Meg Dean coat. (laughs) Literally. The demon that, like, was residing within Meg, Sam-coded. Yeah. But Meg herself, (laughs) Dean-coded. And that's why she was so pissed that she was possessed by somebody who was (laughs) Sam-coded. But also, um, I realised it does, like, answer a question that we had ages and ages ago. Yeah. When we were talking about, is Meg the demon or is Meg the human? It's the human's name. Yeah. Which fucks me up, because now if I write my Meg fanfic, I have to find a new fucking name for her. (laughs) It's interesting because... When, I mean, you already know that, like, we have, like, instances of Meg later yeah. now. So when she comes back and she's in a different vessel, she still goes by Meg. So it's, like, it's, like, almost she chose the name. Like, she just, like, I don't know if it resonated with her. Or Maybe something. she only possesses Megs. Maybe Meg- that's, like, her criteria. She's, like, mm, no, I can't possess them. They're, like, a Sarah. Yeah. It's no. got to be a Meg. It's got to be a Meg or a Megan or, like. She's got a type. She's got a type in me. Okay, I love that. Did you have other notes about Meg? I have some notes about Meg. I don't know if you have notes about Meg, Naomi. Uh, the one thing I was kind of like, I was like, I get, I get, like, that she's, like, traumatized and everything, but, like, and I get this is kind of, like, the point of the episode, but, like, all of the fucking characters and Meg being, like, 
It's your, it's your fault. It's your fault? I'm yeah. like, dude, like, he, okay, like, this is, you're kind of just assuming that it's Dean's responsibility think- to save people, but he's choosing to do that. <laughs> like, he doesn't have to do shit. I think like, that's a good point, actually. <laughs> the other important thing to note is I think every single, every single ghost that comes back in this episode, they actually have something that killed them. Like, it's not yeah. like, you know, they fell off a cliff or something and he didn't manage to catch him. Or like he pushed them. Or, like, yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, literally, like, Meg was killed by the demon who uh-huh. was possessing her. Like, uh-huh. the two girls who were oh, haunting the... Bobby, Yeah, they were killed by right. some sort of monster. Like, yeah. it, what's his name? Is Henrikson was Henrik killed by Lilith. Lilith. And then we Ron, had, Ron was, was killed, killed by, by the SWAT team. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, they all have somebody who is directly responsible for yeah. their death. Like, yeah. it's not like it was an, you know, like they're in an earthquake or something and they failed to pull them out of it. Like, it's not yeah. like it was a natural even, disaster. Even they then, all have a specific thing that they can point yeah. to and say, this is the thing that fucking kills me. Yeah, yeah. but they're like, let's blame Dean. <laughs> let's, let's blame, blame one single man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that just the plot of the show? Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Let's put all of the responsibility of literally heaven and earth on this yeah. one man and, like, just see what it does to his brain. Yeah. Speaking of heaven and earth, I fucking called it. I said I back in, like, season two, I think, it's the apocalypse. We're working to the apocalypse. Yeah. There, there is no way in hell a show like this is not working to the apocalypse. Yeah. And I was fucking right. They confirmed it this episode. You know what my Absolutely favorite right. part about that is? And I think, like, because I was watching with Beth and she kind of laughed at this. Was when Dean's like, $5 a gallon. Do you want to know, as of, like, the 5th of June 2022, what petrol is a gallon in America? What? $4.80. Dude, because oh. it's so funny, because I literally wrote down, apocalypse, apocalypse, pestilence, I was like, oh, the plague, and $5 a gallon gas, I was like, LMAO, relatable, because our, <laughs> our petrol prices at the moment are fucking sky Hi. What's, like, what a, I'm going to convert the rate. So, yeah. what, $4.80 you said? Yeah, so per gallon it's $4.80 okay, in America. So and US dollars. And for us well. it's about $2 at the moment. Yeah, yeah so That's because Australia. gallons are bigger than litres. Oh, yeah, what's uh, yeah. Okay. And also the American dollar's worth more. One gallon is 3. essentially 3.8 litres. Yeah. So... What? Their petrol's okay. cheaper than ours so per litre. whatever that number is divided by 3.8. Um, okay, so... Do, 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 I love do, when we do, do maths do. on the podcast. <laughs> oh, so $1.75. Oh, wait, what? It's slightly cheaper because the American dollar's worth more. Oh, fuck that. I don't really understand economy. <laughs> stuff, like, numbers I don't know, man. money, is... like, I don't get it. <laughs> As of the 30th of May, petrol per gallon... In America, was four dollars eighty, four dollars ninety, something fucking oh hilarious. God. Like it's not; it's actually not funny at all. But it is. It's really funny yeah. that we happen to be recording this at a time where our petrol is it's the like same price as Dean's apocalypse prediction. It's literally that <laughs> Apollo meme on Tumblr with like the dodgeball and then it's like the gift of foresight or whatever. Circling back to Meg, mm. did you have any other notes that you wanted to bring up about her? Because I have a couple of points. I just want to say I still love her and she did nothing wrong. Oh, yeah. We still stand Meg in this household. Absolutely. Yes, we love her. I wanted to quickly touch on, she has a couple of lines which are so pointed. First of all, um, actually, again, talking about something that you raised back, oh, God, like in, must have been season two, about 50 words of Latin a little sooner and I would still be alive. And we were, when we were talking about like whether or not if they had 
like exercised her sooner yeah. whether or not she would have lived or died and we basically came to the conclusion that she probably would have died anyway because she would have still sustained those injuries yeah. from the fall unless they managed to exercise her before, before she, had she the fell fall. yeah which i think is her yeah. point like if they had just exercised her like straight away she would still be alive and then sort of by... my issue with this is if you're going with that logic it's still not Dean and Sam's fault because no. if John had fucking taught them jack shit about yeah. demons, <laughs> so, then they yeah. probably would have exercised her sooner. You know what? You're right. It is John's fault. I have one superpower on the podcast, and that is Noticing making... the lighting and making everything John's fault. <laughs> Anything that goes wrong, it is John's fault, and I can tell you exactly how. The exact <laughs> chain of events that happened that make this shit John's fault. Wonderful. <sighs> I also just want to quickly, like, Meg has a big, long monologue in this scene, and I want to talk about it. I'm not going to try and spend too long on it, because I think it's a bit it's a bit deep. Mm, it's a bit yeah. heavy, and this, this vibe is not really <laughs> sitting there. But anyway, when Meg was telling Dean that she was trapped and awake and screaming and praying while she was, like, being possessed, first of all, I think it's interesting. It's really the only, the first time in the show where we've got an actual description of what it is like to exist while being possessed. I think that's interesting because it's sort of the only sort of like first person perspective of that we've gotten, which is just fascinating in terms of like law Mm -hmm. and like thinking about other possessions we've seen in the show um, and like future ones as well. But also the way that she speaks about Dean and Sam in that scenario is so reminiscent of the way that Dean is talking about God through the rest of this fucking episode. Like, her being like, I was suffering, and I was screaming out for help, and I was innocent in this situation, and you wouldn't help me, and I was so desperate to get through to you, and you wouldn't help me, and now you're gonna stand there and act as if there was nothing you could have done, as if you couldn't have helped me sooner, as if you couldn't have done something to prevent my suffering, if you couldn't have helped my little sister. And I was like, damn, this is like, like, it's one of those, it's a Sarah Gamble episode. Yeah. So the writing is usually a little bit more, like, you can track it easier than some of the other writers. And I don't know if it was specifically supposed to be intended to be read that way. It's just how I saw it on this rewatch. And I thought it was interesting. Okay, new theory, Dean is God. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Dean doesn't know he's God. Okay. (laughs) And so when Cass says... De- like God commanded me. Oh, it's because Dean was screaming <laughs> oh, that'd out be in really cool. terror, and Kaz heard it despite the fact he was in hell. I mean, you just blew Naomi's mind. <laughs> Sorry, did Beth not warn you? Occasionally, I just say <laughs> shit with no regard for the consequences. Well, sometimes I think you should just write supernatural. <laughs> I think a supernatural Jamie's version would be fucking lit. <laughs> Quite honestly, I would be down. For I would that. love that. She also, like I said, she makes the point about, like, you know how little siblings are. They were never the same after I disappeared. They lost her uh, their way. And I think that's really interesting in terms of Sam and where he's at because he lost Dean and he has lost his way, you know, from the righteous path, I suppose, you know, working with Ruby and, and these bits and pieces. But also, do you have any idea what it feels like to be ridden for months by pure evil while your family has no idea what happened to you? I don't, I like, of course he does. Of course he's he literally just spent several months in, in hell. hell. Four months in hell. Like, yes, he absolutely knows what that feels like. But the thing is that, like, you can kind of see it in his face. And again, I don't know if this is intentional or if it's just how like I've interpreted it. But like, he's told everyone that he doesn't remember hell. Yeah. And then when she says that to him, you can kind of see it on his face that he's like, I know exactly what that feels like. But I'm not going to make this about me right now, <laughs> you know, or like, I'm not going to admit to it. 
And I just thought that was really fucking interesting. And like, as excited as I was to have Meg back, because I actually, I love that actress. Um, Nikki Acox, is that? Yeah. yeah. She's, I think she's phenomenal. And I love Meg, whether it's the human Meg or the demon Meg, mm-hmm. I think she nails it every time. And I did like that you could see aspects of Meg the demon in Meg the human, like some of the mannerisms and stuff are yeah. obviously really it's similar. Like, when you spend too long with somebody, you start picking up like yeah, the right. And, quirks. and some of even the way she delivered the dialogue was like you could hear Meg in it, and it. I just think it was fantastic. But yeah, as much as I, I was so in love with that whole you know situation. Some of those lines, I was like, damn, this is interesting. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, I just wanted to talk about it because I was like, I have never really thought about it to that level before. It's all about the trauma. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. When I was watching it, because it's a lot of, you know, all the ghosts. And one of the things I found really funny about this episode was the ghosts would always be like, do you remember me? Flashbacks. (laughs) And then they would be like, oh yeah, I remember you. And I'd be like, if that was me, I'd be like, who the fuck are you? Like, or I'll do that, like, you know, we do that awkward thing when someone's like, oh, do you remember me? And then you kind of, like, pretend that you know them, and then they ask you a question, and you're like, oh, shit. Like, I would do that. And I'm like, God, props to Dean for his stellar memory. (laughs) And then fucking Hendrickson being like, we were all tortured for, like, 45 minutes. Oh, yeah. And then then he's like, he's like, oh, remember Nancy the Virgin? (laughs) And I was like, God, that's I kind because of... they gave that character a single character know, trait, and that's that she was a virgin. Like, I know, she I was, was like... a Christian girl who was waiting for marriage. I'm sorry, we had two women, like adult women, in the Literally. show. One of them was a slut, and one of them was a virgin. Yeah, and there's no, and the other two were children. There's like you're not allowed to be anything else in this fucking show. Honestly, that's. I mean, we got a tiny bit of ruby. <laughs> that's valid, though. We did get a tiny bit of ruby. If I, so she, I guess she kind of falls under the slut camp. Well, that's how they throw her, I yeah. think. Yeah. I think Which like good for her. Yeah. She's yeah. loving life. Like we love to see a girl boss winning. <laughs> Sorry, no, no. I think if I died, I would love my my defining trait to be that I was both a slut and a virgin. Like, I don't know. Simultaneously. <laughs> the duality of Naomi. They're like she's got a pixie cut, but she's never been laid. You know, like, <laughs> that would just be like a time to let it be consumed by moss literally literally (laughs) interesting point about the memory because i have a question about memory in this i think jamie we fucked up i think we should have had a sam got a concussion counter because (laughs) the number of times (laughs) i don't know how many times this man has had his head absolutely smashed (laughs) into a solid (laughs) In this episode, it happens twice alone. The fucking bathroom sink, which, by the way, I don't think I have ever seen such a disgusting public restroom. Is it just me? I don't think public bathrooms are usually that gross. Like, Especially not ones actually attached to, like, a a business business or something. Right? And I was, like, watching, I was like, man, I really hope that this is, like, an artistic choice. And this just isn't the actual bathroom situation that people are facing in the U.S. Because, my God. I think that just says something about, like, toxic masculinity in Supernatural Universe. <laughs> and they're like... If they the, won't even let themselves have a night Yeah, bath. I know. They're like, if the bathroom is clean, then you're too feminine. Yeah. <laughs> like, literally. No, but he gets his head absolutely... 
crashed yeah. into this porcelain sink. But he is like cognizant enough to remember the exact design of the brand <laughs> on Henriksen's hand that he saw for 0.5 of a Literally. second before having to fight for his fucking life. He enough to remember it to draw it. Yeah. For a day. Oh, okay, so I have yeah. two things. One, I think this falls into a how buff is Sam actually? Yeah. You're right, it's the demon. And two, because you called this out in fucking leverage, there is no way in hell he drew that design yeah, with the little no. fucking scribbles he did. No. None of this matches up. Like, it's like one continuous line, and when he's drawing, he's like doing like little scribbles. I know. <laughs> I know. That's really funny because when I wrote my note for that, I was like, lol, what an idiot. Can't even draw a circle. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, it's okay. Leverage Nate can only draw a so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I found that interesting. And yeah, I was also going to make the point of like, he literally gets his head smashed against his bathroom sink. Yeah. No blood, yeah. no bruising, nothing. He's just fine. Yeah. But how many times have these boys been thrown against the wall and been like unconscious? Yeah. Because right? it's convenient for the plot. I'm like, dude, you got flung against the wall. So what? He's like, bang. Yeah. Head literally <laughs> smashed. And this concussive like, syndrome, not a fucking thing in Supernatural. Like, What's hilarious is that there is an episode that you have not seen, Naomi, mm. because you quit before, yeah. and you definitely haven't seen. I'm talking season 15. There's like a two or three episode arc that actually explains this, um, and I can't tell you about it, it. Is it good? Like, is, like the, is their explanation good? Yeah. It's fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's only supernatural. <laughs> Actually, no. Do you know what? Riverdale might do it too. But, like, literally... But it's then again, Riverdale's just a <laughs> in a bad hat. Literally. No. So, for anyone who's seen through season 15, you'll probably know what I'm talking about. But we do get an explanation as to how these boys just literally seem to have no issues I think ever. that's actually mm. a spoiler I know, but I can't really say it because I don't know if Naomi knows. Well, Naomi's yeah, well, never going to Naomi doesn't watch care. It, so. Is that the whole thing about how they're, like, blessed by Chuck and so, like, all of the shit that just magically goes right for them, like, everything that we go plot, 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 convenience, 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 is actually, like, designed yeah. by God? Essentially, they have main character syndrome, which okay. is, like, nothing bad can happen to them because they're <laughs> the main character. for the plot. Literally. So it's like, like they can die because that can just be undone. Yeah. But they can't like have a, con- like they won't get a concussion because that would be inconvenient for the plot, right? That's too realistic. Yeah. That's it's like, like the car never breaks down because that would be inconvenient. I love that they like, were like, they were like, let's excuse the shitty writing. Yeah. <laughs> like, no one ever God. beat them like, up outside a bar after they were talking about how they just scanned a whole bunch of people up. Yeah. Because literally. that would be inconvenient for the plot. Yeah. And like, there's a moment in that episode where they're like, tr- essentially they're like, trying to like, pick a lock and Dean has this moment where he's like, are we able to do anything? <laughs> has it, do we have any skills or has this just been Chuck the whole fucking oh time God. and they have like a full identity crisis because they realize they oh, can't do anything no. they've just been riding this fucking luck the whole time anyway <laughs> so <laughs> yes they do explain it and yes it is stupid <laughs> but it's fucking funny okay so like i haven't watched supernatural in a while so maybe i just forgot but sam i don't know if it's if it's the character or if it's the acting but every time he walks into a room or literally says anything in this episode he just sounds like the dumbest fuck. Like, he's just like, I don't know, he's just, he's like wandering around like he has nothing, he, has, he doesn't know what's going on at all, ever. Like, it's so funny. And like, he'll like say something, and every time Sam says something in the, in any kind of proximity to Bobby, Bobby's like, you're a dumb bitch. 
Shut up. Literally. Hey, Bobby cannot talk. He he was a dumb like, bitch this episode. I love Bobby. Like, he was a dumb bitch this episode. The papers are going everywhere. He doesn't have a fucking paperweight. <laughs> Get a fucking rock. It's not that hard. Like, you know this shit. But it's just, I just find it so pretty. Like, there's literally, like, they're talking about, I think they were talking about the, I don't know, the ghost or something. Sam just has this weird look on his face. Like, he just doesn't really quite comprehend <laughs> stuff. And, like, Bobby's explaining it. Dean's on the same page. And then Sam's just like, Oh, they're talking about, um, like, how the, none of the other hunters are answering their phones. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then Sam's like, something's up, huh? And then, like, <laughs> Bobby's like, you fucking think? And I'm like, yeah, Sam, like, obviously. Do you know what's so oh, funny? Because I also had a thought about, I didn't even write this down, because I was like, oh, it's fine, we won't, it's inconsequential, we won't talk about <laughs> it. But I remembered it. It's when they find Olivia's body, and they walk in, and Sam's like, Salt line, and I'm like, literally, it's like a foot wide. I would like to talk about that salt line though, because like she puts the salt line down, right? But not around her, yeah. Either side, there are fucking windows they could jump through. (laughs) Literally, she puts it in the doorway and then forgets that like ghosts have 360 ability, like, (laughs) she's like, oh, well, if they can't walk into like into my face. Guess no they can't why get she me. Fucking die. Why doesn't like, she just do a circle and stand in it? Literally, lift this, this is why, process. This is why they need salt-filled hula hoops. It would have just <laughs> been so simple. And then she, I sounded like Moira Rose. <laughs> <laughs> I heard it. And I was like, whoa. I think she has spirit just possessed me. I'm so sorry, Colby. <laughs> but like. Literally, and then, like, if she had survived, she would have had to clean up all that fucking stuff. Yeah. yeah. Ridiculous. Literally. Put it in a hula hoop. Yeah, exactly. Guys, that come makes on. sense. Also, what a waste of salt. Yeah. Literally. God, hunters must be at Costco. Yeah. 24 7. <laughs> Literally. And I think just Sam just never knows what's going on. I don't know if this is like a recurring thing that I just missed when I first watched the show or if this is just specific to this episode. Yeah. But, like, even there's like a scene when. Dean and Sam are doing their sneaky sneak with their guns. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Dean's holding his gun like a normal person. And he's, you know, he's alert. He's yeah. he's processing his situation. Sam comes up behind <laughs> him holding his gun. I don't know. Like, he's like, hold, like I guess it's a big gun, you know. But the way he holds it just screams like, I've never held a gun in my life before. And the way he just looks around the room, I'm like, what are you looking for? Like, I don't know. Like, what is he doing? It's like he's pretending. Like, That's called acting, Naomi. I know, but it's bad. It's bad. It's like, this is one of those like really cheesy episodes that they sometimes do where like, I don't know, one of them loses their memory or something. Yeah. This is what it felt like watching this. Yeah. But there was just something I just hadn't picked up on it like when I first watched it. To be fair, when I watched like seasons one to around four, I was like binging it because I needed to get to season four. Because we all do. But yeah. I don't know, it's just something about Speak it. Speak for just... your fucking selves. <laughs> <laughs> you were forced to take it slow. Yeah, exactly. If I'd had if if I didn't have to have this podcast like have a normal fucking release schedule, we would have watched season four like six to seven months ago. <laughs> I would not be watching if we didn't have this podcast. Yeah, well that's the other problem. <laughs> <laughs> and and also Dean specifically says to Sam, don't Forget the pie. And Sam's like, <laughs> when have I ever <laughs> forgotten the pie? And also, one... is this the start of the pie thing? The pie thing has already begun. Yeah. yeah. You actually made a point of the pie thing beginning at the end of season two. Okay, yeah. 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 And Sam's like, when have I ever forgotten the pie? And I'm a dumb bitch. I would have forgotten I, the pie. I have siblings. So... <laughs> 
You don't say don't forget the pie if you know that they're reliable and they'll never forget the pie. Yeah. And the fact that he said, when did I, when have I ever forgotten the pie? Gaslighting. Gaslighting. <laughs> Denial. I was just like, he's gonna fucking forget the pie. And he did. Yeah. And I'm just like, dude, dude, literally, mm-hmm. Dean raised you and you can do <laughs> one thing, get him his fucking pie. <laughs> My oh. God. So I was mad about that. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely fair. Oh, I do, I know we're on the bag Sam bandwagon mm-hmm. right now, but I do have a question about Dean. Yeah. When they're driving. She does this every week. It's like, hey, <laughs> we're talking about this other character, Dean. <laughs> It's my toxic trait. Um, no, so when Sam is driving, which is rare, like we yeah. we, we don't see Sam drive very much, yeah. but he's driving. Up to, to be fair, though, Dean's not in the car. Dean's asleep. Yeah, which yeah. is where I, which is what my point is about to be about. So they're driving up. Sam gets out. First of all, I just want to quickly mention that the product placement in this episode worked. I saw the Pringles. I wanted Pringles. <laughs> I still want Pringles. I haven't eaten a Pringle in probably seven or eight years, and I fucking all I want sour cream and chives Pringles right now. I may go buy some after this. I'm this not even kidding. Sponsored by sour cream. <laughs> I literally I saw them in the shop and I was like, oh yeah, Pringle would be good right now. Anyway, not the point. Point is when they're driving to the petrol station, Sam's driving, Dean is asleep with his head outside the car. The window is down. He's got his head resting on the sill, which means his whole fucking forehead is outside the car. I it's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. And the funniest I'm, thing would be for him to pull his head back in the car and he's just got flies. Literally. I'm like, bro, what? It's so stupid. I'm like, who does that? <laughs> who, who does that? I, oh, he really is a dog. Like, <laughs> don't. <laughs> we're not at that episode yet, Naomi, and we're not going to talk about that yet. I refuse to talk about that until I have to. Okay. God, she's got some fucking opinions. <laughs> Yeah. She's mad about it. I'm mad about it. No, I I just think his his head was fully outside the window, and it's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. I don't know why they decided to do that. I don't know why the window couldn't have just been rolled up. It just looked real dumb. Anyway, it just looked real dumb. Describes a lot of supernatural. <laughs> um, not wrong. There's like a there's a scene in like the beginning of the episode, and this is where my really vague notes don't Chicken. come in handy. <laughs> He made a comment about birthday parties. Yes, I wrote and this down. Because I, I was like, did he even have birthday parties? <laughs> like, like, Actually, that's because not what I wrote down. Oh, that's what a good did you write down? Point. I wrote down the quote. Jamie, do you remember this quote? It's from the sort of first probably 10 minutes of the episode. Not specifically. I probably would remember it if you told me. And yeah. I'd be like, oh yeah, I remember that. So like, it's when Sam and Dean are having this ongoing argument about faith and about angels. Yeah. And, and Bobby's kind of there like looking through his books. I have a lot of notes about this section, so I mm. I assumed we'd probably come back to it. But just this moment here, I can't remember how the the quote starts. I think Sam says something like, you know, well, I think God's like chosen you or something to that effect. And Dean says, well, that creeps me out. I don't like getting singled out at birthday parties, much less by God. And then Sam fucking says he wants you to strap on your party hat. <laughs> So get uh, the quote, airlift your ass out of the hot box. Yes, which <laughs> iconic description. Although I do, on like an actual serious note, I do love when they're talking about this and like we're looking at the imagery of the book of like the 
damn soul being pulled out of hell by the angel and Bobby's kind of explaining. I love that we see Dean like reach for his shoulder, which is where the mark is. Yeah. And I really like that that little detail. I don't know if it was something that was like in the script or in like stage direction or something, but I thought it was like a really nice sort of, it appeared subconscious that he was reaching for it. And I liked that a lot. And I also, on that note, liked the fact that there was the quote later in the episode when they're talking about the witnesses and Bobby says, whoever rose them, it left a mark, a brand on their soul. And I just think that that is interesting given the context of like the handprint. I just, I just like that. It's very much angelic dibs. And I think that's very fucking funny. (laughs) Well, I'd like to know. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So they've worked out this ritual that's going to get rid of the ghosts that are being risen from either heaven or hell, whatever, right? Why don't they just put a salt ring around Bobby as he's trying to do the fucking spell? Why are they standing there with like hula hoops? Hula, I'm telling you. Because the fucking window opens and it blows all the salt. And I'm like, do you know what? Wind would not blow away. A hula hoop. (laughs) A fucking hula hoop. I'm sorry. You were saying something. like, (laughs) why aren't they just there with bags of salt? So if any of it blew away, they could just like re-up it as they like. Because you got to solve every problem with a gun. (laughs) It just, it doesn't make sense. I thought Bobby was smarter than this. My man Bobby's let me down. Normally he's like full of reason and shit. Okay, but Bobby's fucking panic room. Iconic. (laughs) Bobby's panic room, my beloved. I (laughs) adore his fucking panic room. And we see it it comes back. This is not a once-off. We get a lot of Bobby's panic room. This isn't like a single episode gag. No, no. This is like, this becomes plot relevant for like multiple reasons. But yes, I love his panic room. I think the concept of it is hilarious. I think the execution is fantastic. It's just, and it's so in character. Like, it's just, of course he has a panic room. Like, obviously Bobby has a panic room. If he didn't live in the supernatural universe and he lived in our boring universe, yeah. he would be the type to, like, I don't know, prepare for the apocalypse or something. And like, he would have, like, an underground, like, bunker, I yeah, guess. Yeah, exactly. He would like, be the he same would be person, like, but He would be, be going to Coles, like, buying toilet paper and, yeah. you know, like, he would stash up on those, like, canned goods. Yeah. <laughs> Panic buying. Yeah. Yeah. Bobby would have worn his mask to avoid COVID. You're so right. He's so weird. And he'd be triple vaxxed. Oh, this is a reoccurring theme that Jamie and I have talked about a lot. I don't know if this is something that you ever thought about when you were Mm. watching originally, but Dean and food is, like, fascinating. Yes, I remember you telling me about this. Yes, this boy will eat anything that's available, and in this episode, he picks up a piece of pizza, he sniffs it, and he puts it down, and that makes me wonder... he's depressed. What? (laughs) What? That's not what I was about to say. I was about to say something way more like jokey, but that's still very valid. I was gonna say that pizza must be really fucking old for that point to put to turn it down. But I'm fascinated by your take on it. Well, I don't know. Like, you know. Is it because we've been watching Hot Stuff at home? (laughs) Yeah, maybe actually. Um, I was gonna say that because basically, like, there's a lot of stuff going on in this episode and like Dean talking about like him talking about his faith yeah. and like reevaluating his faith. Now this might be because I've been watching a lot of Heartstopper, but I feel like this is very like, I don't know, like some queer content right here. Like he seems to be questioning something a little bit more than God. I don't know. Do you, <laughs> but do you see it? Because like yeah. the way like 
you know, mm-hmm. he keeps asking people about it and, like, validating himself. <laughs> Naomi's having a, a full queer experience here. Yeah. So on Naomi's point about Dean having his realizations, yeah. whatever, whatever realizations he's having them, he's certainly having them. I wrote down this quote because I forgot about this quote. But, Jamie, if you remember when we just discussed Faith back in season yeah. one, and I said to you that, like, Dean has this whole thing where, yeah. like, for, I was like, my reading of it is that he can't believe in God because if he believes in God, yeah. then he has to accept that God is, like, passively watching all mm-hmm. these terrible things happen yeah. to good people, right? And I'd forgotten about this fucking quote. Where he literally says, if God is yeah. real, why the fuck is all this bad and shit I was happening? like, I feel so valid right now. <laughs> but also I was like, well, I must have just subconsciously remembered this. But, yeah, because he has this whole little monologue where he says, you know, if he doesn't exist, fine. Bad crap happens to good people. Random horrible evil. I get it. I can roll with that. But if he is out there, what's wrong with him? Where is he when all these innocent people are getting torn to shreds? Where is he? Why doesn't he help? And Bobby then goes, well, I ain't touching that with a 10 foot pole, which fair. But I did find it really interesting, not just because it reminded me of the discussion we'd already had on like how you could read Dean's feelings back in season one, because even not knowing this, like even forgetting that this ever happened, that's still like a valid reading that you could take from that one episode. Mm. It's also Sarah Gamble. So like, it just really feeds into that Sarah Gamble long con discussion that we've kind of been having but since also, then. Like, Sarah Gamble wrote Faith. And yeah. in Faith, there's a whole bunch of talk about how, you know, God is watching Dean uh-huh. and God chose Dean. And, like, literally, like, God yeah. has now officially chosen Dean. Like, yeah, even even in Faith, like, the hand on the shoulder. Yeah. Like, to it, this is when we're talking about, like, accidental foreshadowing and how Faith is just a phenomenal episode yeah. in terms of, like, how did they do that? The and then in Houses of the Holy, we realised, oh, it's Sam, Sarah Gamble and her long con. Yeah, exactly. You like, know, yeah, it's just fascinating. But yeah, so I think it's just like so interesting that those themes that back in season one, they they had no idea that this is where they were going because till season three and the writer's strike and like the start of this season, this was not where they were going. And so it's so interesting because it feels like it was inevitable. It feels like they were supposed to be coming to this point the whole time and they just kind of fucking took their time getting there. But yeah, no, it's just completely sort of retroactive foreshadowing. And I just think it's it's very effective for something that was not intentional. Or un- unless maybe they wrote it to intentionally make retroactively faith mm. foreshadowing, which is possible. They might have just got, oh, hey, look, we talk about God in that episode. Let's see if we can sort of parallel some of that in this episode. Yeah. But also, even then, faith is an episode that feels very intentional. Yeah. With their it use of, like, you know, God is coming for you and, like, yeah. God is watching. And, like, those sort of lines, they feel very intentional. They feel very... Yeah. So it'd be interesting to see, because I know angels were definitely not part of the plan. Mm-hmm. It'd be interesting to see if God was. Because that's like a whole other thing. And mm. I think that what is also fascinating is like... Because you can sort of assume and lump them together, but that means jack shit. And they could have introduced angels as like a separate species completely removed from religion. Mm. Like that could have been something that they introduced and then just said, well, people attributed them to religion because they didn't have another way to explain, explain them. But yeah. the same way that you might use folklore to explain away like fairies or yeah. werewolves, you know. But they didn't. Yeah, they specifically chose to go this angle, which does make sense because like you said, this kind of show is kind of always building to the apocalypse. Specifically biblical apocalypse. Yeah, yeah. What's interesting is you have... Sam, who, like, we already knew had, like, quite a strong faith. We know this from 
faith, the episode we also know it from Houses of the Holy and, uh, you know, a myriad of other instances throughout the series so far. So he is fully ready to accept this. He's, like, absolutely on board from day dot. He has not even seen Cass. No. At this point, Dean has had two interactions. Bobby's had one and he was unconscious for most of it. And (laughs) Sam has not been there at all. Sam has either not been present or has been fully unconscious. Like, you know, but he's absolutely ready to believe this. And Dean has this line where he says, I'm not going to believe this thing is an angel of the Lord because it says so. And I, there's a line, I want to say like almost 10 seasons later, where Sam refers to Cass and he's, you know, he says, it's a strong vessel. And Dean has this reaction where he literally just looks at Sam and is like, it's not an it, Sam. Mm. It's Cass. I was like, damn, like that's such a... For me, what I don't know. Uh, for me, yeah. I was like, it's so interesting that it started off with Sam being like, you know, fully ready to like respect and believe and like, you know, this this angel, this being. And Dean was like, nah, not taking it. It's, you know, it's a thing. It's, you know, whatever. And then like, seems like he's like, that's Cass. Don't you, <laughs> don't you fucking talk about my husband like yeah. that ever again. I think it's really fun and interesting. And I don't think that that line is like a spoiler at all. So I felt fine telling you but I do think it's really interesting and what else is really interesting is the discussion Dean and Cass have towards Mm. the end of this episode which I think we may as well just talk about now while we're kind of yeah yeah in the ballpark that scene my god there was some (laughs) tension in that kitchen like (laughs) I think my note was uh secret midnight kitchen rendezvous (laughs) yeah oh my god like what did I write I wrote my note says ha 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 what a dom. Because <laughs> it's like, I dragged you out of hell. I can throw you back in. And I was like, ooh. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure Castle mm. say, says something in that scene about how you didn't believe in, how Dean didn't believe in angels until like three, three days, days ago. ago. I'm like, yeah. mate, he still didn't believe in angels this fucking morning. <laughs> <laughs> this boy still doesn't believe in angels talking to you right now. Yeah. He's like, show me some Fucking respect. I know. You piece of shit. (laughs) I love him so much. I I also love, like, I love that this this being that Dean doesn't know from, like, essentially a bar of soap and, like, doesn't, is actively like, you're lying to me. You're probably a demon in disguise. I don't believe in you. And Gaz is, like, just standing there, like, the Lord works in this house. I love that. Neither of them will take the other's shit. Yeah. I absolutely adore that dynamic because Dean doesn't have anyone else. Like, the closest you can have to someone who won't take his shit is Bobby. But Bobby is also like, I'm not going to take your shit in the way of, like, mutual respect. I'm, like, your father figure kind yeah. of thing. Cass is like, I'm not going to take your shit. I will literally send your ass back yeah, to hell. Literally. Fucking try me. Literally. Because <laughs> he's just, like, because Dean's just being such a, like, asshole. Yeah. And like, and that's just like how he talks. And yeah. Cass is like, "Don't fucking try me, yeah. bitch! I will end yeah. you." It's so funny. Like when he's like, "You think the armies of heaven should just follow you around?" Yeah, like, like yeah, tell he's him so that. So salty. Yeah, it and kind of like the dynamic they're going with between like Dean and Cass kind of reminds me of the dynamic they're doing with like Sam and Ruby. Yes, of like the fucking parallels, my dude. That is going <laughs> to be something that we are going to track for the next couple seasons. <laughs> Consent. <laughs> Yeah. I'm so glad that you said that now. Like, just the, like, the vibe of, like, one is a supernatural being that knows infinitely more than yeah. the dumb fucking human who's <laughs> just there for the ride. And also the supernatural being has saved the dumb fucking human's life. Yeah. 
countless times. Yeah. Like, yeah. And then you've got the double parallel of, like, you know, you've said before, it kind of seems like Sam's been chosen by hell and Dean's been chosen by, by God. Yeah. Like, and it's, it's yeah, the absolute, like, dichotomy of those mm. relationships. And it's batshit. And, like, it will continue to be so. One of the things that is so interesting about Destiel as a ship, and, like, if you have not, uh, to this point in the podcast, come to the conclusion that we're going to fucking talk about Destiel in this pod and it's going to mm-hmm. be in a positive way, I guess here's your warning. If that's not for you... Out yeah. balances. Yeah. Like, <laughs> rip. I don't know how you got this far. But <laughs> one of the most fascinating things, at least for me personally, is watching through the seasons how they parallel Dean and Cass with hetero ships in the show. Mm-hmm. It's it, like literally I'm thinking like season eight, like Amelia and her husband and then like Benny, you know, that triangle yes. thing. Like they do it all the time and it's fucking fascinating. Yeah. But yes, I, I'm glad that you said that it reminds you of that because we will continue to talk about this. Just like yeah. the dynamic there. Yeah. 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 It's like comparing it, like obviously I've seen like other seasons of a cast and like, I, I didn't realize how savage yes. Cass was. Like, <laughs> he he's really literally changes. like, like, Dean's like, something about like, getting his heart ripped out. And Cass is like, well, you didn't. So <laughs> something so dramatic. Like, <laughs> get over it. Like, <laughs> and then there's like, later seasons. And you just have, it's so funny actually coming back and watching these first episodes. I think the other thing that is sort of like, not really doing my head in, but is like, oh wow, this is like way more complicated than it needs to be. Is if Sam would just fucking tell Dean about Ruby, he could be like, oh well, like according to Ruby, yeah, and all of her information, like this is accurate, like, yeah, like he could mm-hmm. add in even more fucking support for mm-hmm. Cass as an angel of the Lord, yeah. so Dean would stop trying to stab him because like let's make it <laughs> at any point in the two scenes we've seen with Dean and Cass so far yeah. Dean wants Dean's either unconscious or he wants to stab him yeah. like, honestly yeah. that is it men like, and their intricate rituals I swear to god the desire for penetration is <laughs> also personal space who the fuck is she yeah so close <laughs> and the way Dean kind of looks back like ooh, and then like the way like, glance down yes. lips, I'm like honey baby what are you doing <laughs> Yes. I also wonder, because obviously we know, like, from other seasons that Cass doesn't really, like, he's an angel, so he doesn't really understand human language. And Dean is, like, a walking, talking pop culture reference. Like, <laughs> like, and I'm like... No, they have no idea know, what anyone is saying. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, when Dean says shit, like, references SeaWorld, does, like, does Cass just kind of sit there and just, like, not give a shit? Like, because, like... Like later on, he's, he's like, kind of Google that he, later. He's like confused by anything Dean says, but at this point, Cass is like, I don't care what you're saying. Blah, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, does Cass like like glaze over it and say, I don't give a shit what the fuck I you're think... talking about? Or does he go home at night and Google SeaWorld? <laughs> like, absolutely. Like, he's going home at night yeah. and what is SeaWorld? I think it'd be really funny if they established at this point, like, Cass doesn't give a shit about Dean. Yeah. He's just yeah. like, it's, it's like when your mum tells you, yeah, you have to go to like the grocery store or whatever and get them. And you're like, I yeah. don't really fucking want to. Yeah. yeah. Like, but in this case, it's Dean out of hell. And like, yeah. you, you don't really <laughs> yeah. want to and you don't really care, but like also you have to do it. 
And now it's like God said, oh, Cass, keep an eye on Dean Winchester. And so he's, he's like, like oh, but <laughs> Like, Jesus Christ. So when Dean says shit, he's just like, yeah, what? like, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's great. Like, I don't even want to be here. Yeah, it's like, you're just a pathetic human. Like, yeah. get Cass out of my way. Cass is going through his emo stage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, even with the spiky hair and everything, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> he, like, get some eyeliner out. Oh, my God, literally. <laughs> That scene in particular, actually, that whole from when like Dean wakes up and he like can sees Cass in the mm. in the kitchen, they go over that this entire interaction. I love it. It's it's just so early, Desiel. Yeah. There's like no other way to describe it. Yeah, their dynamic changes mm. so much, and it's it's so funny. You talk about having errors of the show. You can also track the errors of Destiel, and this is like the gritty. Like <laughs> they would hate fuck each other. Yeah. You know? like, <laughs> Um, and this is like that era for them. It's like, it's, yeah, it's really, it's really fun. And you'll get to see even in like the next half season, how much their relationship shifts from this point where Cass is literally like, you're such a burden to me. (laughs) You're so annoying and whiny to being like zero to 100 real quick. Yeah. 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 Yes. No. And also this is like slightly changing the topic, but I wanted to point out the fact that Cass makes the point that like read the Bible, angels are warriors of God. Yeah. Like immediately being like, don't go thinking that we're gonna like be like nice to you yeah. just because we're technically the good guys. Also, like, like we're not security guards, we're fucking soldiers. Yeah, like, exactly. Like this isn't about you. Yeah, like and they're really the main up. character syndrome was real in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> this is how Cass became the main character. <laughs> like, wow. bitch, you're not the main character. I am. It's literally, even when we talked about it in season one, like Sam was supposed to be the main character, but three episodes in, the main character was Dean. Second episode of season four, the main character is Cass now. Like, he's been in like 10 minutes of of the last 80, but he's the main character now. Yes, no, I just wanted to like bring Mm -hmm. that up because it's it's establishing them as a new species, essentially. And also establishing kind of like their opinion on like the apocalypse and the state. Which we should also probably talk about the seals and just like the plot development of that. Because, I mean, you were right. It's the apocalypse. Like, it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but how are you feeling about Lilith and that like breaking the seals kind of concept? Not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. I want Lilith to win. Okay. Fun. Just because I think that would be more interesting. Yeah. I also think it would be more interesting if they did a Lilith one and like literally nothing changes on Earth. Ooh. But, like, if the angels won and, like, heaven won, yeah. then it, like, wipes out all of humanity because there's too much sin or whatever. Oh, You know what I mean? Like, okay. so I would love it to be, like, that sort of plot twist of, like, well, actually. Yeah. Like. The inversion of The inversion of what you would expect. Yeah. Which is, like, if hell wins, like, oh, shit's fucked. Yeah. Whereas if heaven wins, it's like, oh, yes, everything's fine and dandy and peachy and normal and that sort of stuff. Oh, okay. I kind of love that. Yeah. So you're, like, you're thinking that, like, actually maybe like in the grand scheme of things the angels are the bad guys yeah and like hell may not be perfect but at least you have free will Mm. and like whereas heaven wins is like you get sort of like stuck in a sitcom sort of thing like like the matrix yeah yeah so it's like you're either in this like or um what is and what should never be the ginger yeah okay making it actually supernatural yeah not some other franchise yeah (laughs) but like you know what i mean like sort of that thing of like okay, if hell wins, it's not great. But, like, at least you still have free will. Yeah. Whereas if, like, heaven wins, like, you're suddenly... You yeah. don't have a choice. Like, you are sort of just, like... You'll fill the role that we make for you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. I mean, there's also a third option, that humanity wins. 
Yeah, I guess so. Like, with the apocalypse, you often think of, like, two teams, like, heaven and hell. Yeah. And then sort of Earth is just, like, the, the battleground. battleground. Yeah. Like, the, the space in between where they're fighting. So it'd be... I mean, there's also, like, the third one of, like, nobody actually wins the apocalypse. The apocalypse is averted. Like, the final battle for Earth is averted Mm -hmm. because humanity wins. Yeah. Okay. Cool, 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 cool. Keep all that in mind. Because that's going to be... This is going to be an interesting theory that's going to be... I feel like it's... I don't think it's a spoiler for me to tell you that, like, the whole, like, Kripke era kind of culminates. In the apocalypse. Yeah, yeah. They've just told us the apocalypse is coming. It's not a stretch to say that's the plot of the first five seasons is the yeah, apocalypse. Exactly. So it's not it's not a stretch of the imagination, so I don't think it counts to tell you, but definitely keep it in mind because now we know that we've got two seasons between now and the end of the creepy yeah. era. So this is gonna be like something that as like a prediction y type thing, yeah. you're gonna be able to work on and you're gonna get so many clues and like so much more It's not so like much. the psychic children plotline where like the clues are like, oh Break there are some random kids who have psychic powers some of them are evil some of them have been like spoken to in their dreams da, 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 da. Yeah. and then it culminates in they'll randomly wake up in the demon hunger games yeah <laughs> which is like there is just no way of foreshadowing them yeah. all waking up in the demon hunger games yeah like that is a like, there there is no way there's like sprinkling like little yeah like, exactly it's like you know they're training them for something but like you're not going to predict the demon hunger games no. like Part of the reason why I love seasons four and five so much is not only because of Cass, because obviously I love Cass. We get a couple of other like new characters who are really fun and interesting, but the plot of these two seasons mm. is like actually good. Yeah. Like because the overarching <laughs> plot of like season two I think has the strongest overarching plot of the first three. We've talked about this recently yeah. when we did our like season three recap, but seasons four and five, like I'm sure Naomi yeah. will agree with me. I feel like that's like <laughs> some of the most memorable seasons for me because I remember like obviously I just binge watched like one to three and then you were forced then, to slow down a little bit well four or five I was like I kind of I'm like getting invested in this now like yeah. stuff is starting to pick up and mm-hmm. it's like becoming something yeah. yeah Beth knows I've talked about it at length but a lot of my issues with the first three seasons there's like two three major issues I had with the first three seasons the lighting <laughs> the random homophobia racism and misogyny yeah, yeah. And the fact that there is no pacing. The pacing yeah. is, like, non-existent in those first three seasons. Like, they'd start to pick up pace occasionally, and then, like, they'd immediately undercut Very, like, like, episodic. Yeah. Like, yeah. And then you hear and season like, four, and it's like they did three shots of espresso in a row, and then just, like, furiously typed yeah. the next two yeah. seasons. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it has some structure to it. You yeah. Know? I think they finally had more concrete direction. Yeah, it's like they were trying to, like, uh, seasons one to three, they were kind of, like, trying to figure out what they wanted to be, especially in, like, season one. Mm. Like, they were still trying to figure out who they were, what direction they were going in. Yeah. And then they kind of, like, picked it up and they are like, okay, here we go. And I was like, cool. Then it just felt like nothing would happen, then you get a couple of episodes where everything would happen, then nothing would happen again. It's like you're not actually building any pace behind it. Like, I understand it's, like, kind of an episodic show, and, like, especially during that time, the episodic show is actually something that was really, really common because the whole idea was they wanted, like, a viewer to be able to just, like, turn on the TV and catch a random episode and it not be very heavily dependent on... be able to understand it. ...understanding all of the overarching plot things happening. But also I just think because they did have such a complex overarching plot happening at the same time, it just felt mm-hmm. like when they finally did do episodes with overarching plot stuff, mm-hmm. it was like, oh, they crammed it all into one episode after like six episodes of nothing. Yeah, and yeah. I'm also like, I'm I'm not entirely sure on um, 
like the production of the show. Mm. Like Beth, you probably know a bit more, but like I'm wondering if maybe they were like under threat of being cancelled. I'm pretty sure season three they were almost cancelled. Yeah. Because there's a lot, there's so much talk about how Cass saved the show and like their yeah. ratings being bad and stuff, and then season four. Because sometimes when a show they don't know if they're going to keep going, they'll just like have very individual like plot lines and yeah. just like no real, they won't really like take any risks of having some like long overarching plot because they won't be able to wrap it up. Yeah. So I don't know if that was what it was or. But it was just kind of like, eh, you know. I would yeah. still recommend people to watch all of it because you need the backstory. It's all about the characters. But yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's kind of just kind of like, it's a little bit of a slog. If like you're it, going to watch, so if you're going to commit to watching Supernatural, yeah. start at the pilot. You yeah. might as well you commit to watching well. Supernatural. Like, yeah. if you're committing, it's then like, commit. Like, you know? Yeah. Like, don't go into it thinking that it's going to be the best show ever, but it does pay off when you get into it. Yeah. Like, Exactly. Yeah. It's it's an early 2000s show. I mean, what can you <laughs> expect? <laughs> yeah. I do very quickly want to touch on, before we move on from Angels, I do really love, there's like an unspoken line when Sam is talking to Ruby. She's like, I'm leaving. Like, I'm, I'm out. Kind of I'm thing. And basically, Sam says to her, like, I'm not scared of Angels. And like, she kind of looks at him and like leaves. And I kind of love that there's like an unspoken you should be there. Mm. Like, I like that she didn't say it. I like that you just kind of hear it when you watch the scene. Because sometimes I feel like when it's actually put into the dialogue, it can feel a bit much. much. But the fact that you kind of just get that look from her and then she turns and she walks away and you're left with that kind of ominous, like, Mm. well, if Ruby's freaked out. Yeah. You know, like, and that's Ruby's why fully I ready love, to go up like, against the, Lilith. the inversion of, like, like yeah. heaven and hell and, like, what it would actually look like if they won. That's mm. that's sort of, like, one of those, like, because it's like, yeah, you sort of assume, like, angel, angelic, gift from God sort of thing. Yeah. You assume all these good things and, like, I think it would just be more interesting if it wasn't. Yeah, especially because, like we were saying earlier, not only is Ruby being, like, watch out, Sam, like, be careful, Sam. But we also have Cass specifically being like, we're not here to perch on your shoulders. We're literally warriors fighting a war. Whatever notion you have of me, disregard it, basically. Honestly, though, like, that scene was just, like, Dean being like, oh, yeah, but my main character syndrome says <laughs> everything that's relevant to the apocalypse is happening happening right here to me now. Mm-hmm. And Kaz being like, mm, bitch. <laughs> Literally. Nah. This is nah, this is like an ongoing argument they have, actually. Where You're like one cog in the machine. <laughs> like, you're like you're part of this. But, like, also, you're only seeing, like, a hundredth of the fucking yeah. shit that's happening right now that's leading mm. to the apocalypse. Like, you have no fucking idea. You're an ant. Yeah. 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 Literally. Yeah. Literally. And this is, like, an ongoing discussion that they actually, like, that you can track through the show. Especially through, like, season six in particular, mm. there's, like, a lot going on. It's like, uh, okay, you're God's favourite little dress-up fucking doll, but... Like, so <laughs> it's uh, it's fascinating that you're saying all this now, because a lot of this is going to be, like, we will come back to these points. It's just, it will be interesting to find out why God was specifically, like, I'm going to save Dean. Yeah. Imagine how much better Supernatural would be if instead of saving Dean, they saved Bella. Ooh. That, that would mean that, like... The show would have to respect women. So. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't Never know. gonna happen. Never gonna happen. <laughs> Moving on from that, because I think we've kind of probably covered it as mm. much as Also, anyone else. I just think Cass and Bella would be great besties. They would. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
They would. It would be an absolute vibe. I'm really, there's like a Cass and other character duo that I cannot wait oh. for Jamie to, to interact yeah. with. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Hmm, it's going to be fun. Yeah. I cannot wait for those. I stories. always forget they can't hear the confused stare on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so confused. <laughs> oh, wow. It's the Cass Dean dynamic. <laughs> I dragged you into this fandom and I can throw you back. <laughs> Show me some goddamn respect. <laughs> okay. I have, I have a question for you guys. Sure. Right. And there's only one correct answer to this okay. question. Oh, right. Yep. Okay, pop quiz time. Where do you keep your cutlery in the drawer which drawer um normally top? it's a drawer the top drawer near a sink the top fucking drawer do you know why bobby keeps his fucking cutlery <laughs> where? the second drawer like oh, in the second utensils. like you put like your tongs and your spatulas yes. and all the, and like your wooden right? spoons right like that's what goes yes. in the second yes. drawer yes. and then and the, the third, third drawer is tea towels no, no, tea towels. Third drawer is done. Fourth drawer's tea towels. No, other way around. No. No, other way no, around. No, no, no. Why would you put your tea towels on the floor? You don't the put floor. them on the floor. The no, they're on the bottom drawer. It's basically the floor, right? Because typically the fourth drawer is the deepest, so you can fit the most oh, amount of tea towels. Ours are all the same drawers. Yeah. Ours are all the same okay. drawers. So we put like our like glad wrap and our like bin bags in the bottom drawer. Yeah. But I however however you organise the bottom two drawers, okay, fine, they your can be interchangeable. But cutlery, top, top drawer. drawer. I have a question. Yeah. Maybe this can be discussed on Twitter. Do Americans <laughs> do it differently? Like, the draw order? Yeah, yeah, the draw order. Is Dude, this different I have, in America? I have so many fucking questions. I'm going to tweet America. it out now, okay? Do, absolutely do it. We'll see if we get any responses. And we'll see if we can answer your question quite genuinely. Half of this podcast is me just being like, I don't understand America. Why do you guys have sinks that eat things? I. <laughs> right? That's right? such a hazard. Right? Fucking the episode we just no, it must have been the first episode of season three, and they've got those like tin can bins, and I was mm. like, why do you have tin can bins? Yeah, they're gonna they're be here. frozen shut in in winter. They're you're gonna have to open it with a fucking oven mitt in summer. I and I just feel like if it heats up, right, then it's, trash. all of the trash is getting warmed up. Ew. Right, exactly. Disgusting. Disgusting. But anyway, we had a, a lovely listener write mm. to Jamie on Twitter and basically explained that they used to have tin can bins oh. but now they have wheelie bins like we do oh okay Trust. also we would not have tin bins in australia all that shiny stuff that would have so many guys you're just asking to be sweet i did not like, even think about that yeah but yes i have so many questions for me yeah. i have one like at least every two episodes i love that i'm just confused easily maybe they don't have what is the alternative Can i don't you, know maybe they, have, they just hang out oh, like the cutlery cupboard Ew, wait, That's what? cursed. <laughs> you like a if you're cutlery. Yeah. Don't do it. You're not doing that in this house. <laughs> it could save space. Naomi, no. Like little cutlery wind chimes. Oh my god. <laughs> we got a response comment. It's Cowboy Larry. Top drawer. Anyone who says otherwise is on a government watch list. <laughs> I love that. Way to slap under Bobby. Oh, and Nick's just replied as well. Um, <gasps> oh no. Do they not say the Currently, my cutlery isn't even in a drawer. Is it in a cupboard? That's just because of lack of space. Anything other than top is fucking wrong. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
But yeah, okay, so I'm not crazy though, right? Like the fact that his cutlery is in the second drawer down is just the fucking stupidest thing. It's weird. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. yeah. Right, okay, good. Glad maybe, we're on the same Maybe maybe it's because he's a hunter. Maybe he keeps like his guns in the top drawer. Maybe. How, many, how much cutlery do you think Bobby has? Do you think he has like one spoon and a fork, or do you think he has like a whole set? <laughs> okay, like, I, I would say he has a whole set because he had a wife. I oh, think so. I'm assuming before he had a hunting, he had a more normal life and would actually invite people over to his house. I also yeah. like, think that even if he only had a couple of things, as soon as he was gonna have little baby Sam and Dean around, mm-hmm. 100% that man went out and bought whatever he was he gonna probably, need to feed those children. He probably bought those like knives with like the safety covers on them. Oh my god, so, so John's out here being like, like here's your gun at six years old, and Bobby's like, have a plastic knife. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Who's the best parent? It's not John. <laughs> it's, it's not a fucking question. Okay, cool. I just thought that that was insane. Yeah. And I was horrified. Bobby, I love him. He is just so perfect, but this I cannot forgive. Yeah. <laughs> this I cannot forgive. I just think it's, um, Beth would know this. You know how men don't buy bed frames? <laughs> yeah. Like mattress on the floor, yeah. You know, like I just feel like it's the same kind of vein of. I think that Bobby is a grown ass adult, mm. and I think that Bobby would have a bed frame mm-hmm. and Definitely. cutlery. Well, it's a padded room. Yeah, so, you're right. Bobby is pragmatic. Yeah. Bobby is ready to go. Yeah. Also, think... you got to remember, like he already had his house. His house was already yeah. furnished before yeah. his wife died. So, like, do I think he's upgraded any of his furniture or anything since Good his point. wife died? No. Yeah. I think, though, that it's still functionally furnished, though, because it was previously a normal house. Yes, and also, Bobby may not be one to replace, but maintain, absolutely. Yes. Mm. Okay, I think we've come to, we've solved that. Especially if it has memories with his wife. Yeah. Good memories with his wife. Also, while we're on this, I do love, like, the reason that we're talking about the cutlery is because he's like, it's got a fake bottom. That's where I've hidden these three things. Go oh, get it. And, like, yeah. he sends Sam to the linen closet and it's like, there's a lockbox. Go get it. We've talked before about how Bobby's house is, like, such an interesting, like, almost insight into Bobby as a character. Like, it's completely cluttered and whatever, mm-hmm. but it's also, like, he knows where everything is. Yeah. He understands it. It's almost like a manifestation of Bobby's brain. Like, there's books everywhere. Yeah. There's information everywhere. There's devil's traps and whatever. Like, it's yeah. so practical and functional, even though it's not tidy. The fact that he, like, knows off the top of his head, like, this is where this ingredient is, this ingredient is, this ingredient is, it's in this drawer, it's in this has got a fake bottom, and this is in, it's hidden behind the linen. I just think it just goes to show how well prepared he is. Yes. And how, like, like his house appears like it's completely disorganized, yeah. but actually there is a system. Yeah. And he knows the system. No one else does. <laughs> he's got it in yeah. there, you know? And yeah. he's, like, at, at a drop of a hat, he's, it's- like... I know where to get these things. It's why I find it so funny that, like, Bobby is so organised and he knows all these other hunters and these hunters can't even do a fucking salt circle. <laughs> like, I don't know, maybe he needs to write, like, a manual for the other hunters so they stop dying. Oh my god, that's So that they, like, point. actually... Like, I'm like, I'm sorry, but, like, okay, we kind of assume that these hunters are, like, well-established mm-hmm. and that they've been around for a while, mm-hmm. you know? I'm like, how are you still alive? You know? Like, sometimes I just wonder... Jamie's asked this question actually relatively recently in like the start of season three when we met Tamara and Isaac. Isaac, yes. Uh, And she's like, are all hunters this Like, is Bobby just the exception to the rule? And sometimes it kind of does feel that way because you're like, wow, all these other hunters are Especially considering in that episode, 
Dean and Sam wanted to do the exact same thing that, that Tamara, Tamara and Isaac, Isaac did, did that got them killed. Well, well Isaac killed Yeah, them. exactly. Tamara scarred for life. Yeah, literally. I think it kind of comes back to the thing we were talking about earlier where it's like they just have this like secret god main character yeah. protection. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Which is why it's so insane to me that in like Bad Air Black Rock, John had absolutely no fullbacks in place yeah. for that fucking like... Lockbox, yeah. Like it's... the lockbox and that entire fucking storage yeah. unit yeah. of cursed fucking objects. Like, yeah, no, it's stupid. Insane. Objectively. I have a PSA guess. Okay. I don't know if you were ready to bring up your PSA, but I have We can go into my PSA, that's fine. Do you have a guess? Ooh. I make a PSA every week, loosely based on the... Yeah. I'm episode. not sure. You've got, to, you've got to have at least a guess. Yeah. Ooh. Not um, to put you on the spot or pressure you. Yeah. But you You're do not have used to, to the do ritual. it. Ooh. This is really hard. You can take a minute. I usually take a couple of minutes. I'm just going to say what my PSA would be. And it's yeah, that's normally what that's basically. <laughs> yeah. Though, so. yeah, literally. Don't cut your hair short if you don't want to be cool as slut. That's the advice you're taking yeah. from this episode. <laughs> Only sluts get pixie cuts. Damn, we should embroider that. Oh, yeah, dude. I want that on a wall hanging. Yeah. But I also want to, if I had a pixie cut, I would have that on a t-shirt. I think that would just be really fun. Unfortunately, I would not suit a pixie cut. Only sluts get pixie cuts, but it's like in that really floral embroidery. Yes, house. yes, absolutely. Like, like your grandmother's inspirational quote. Yes, <laughs> live, love, laugh. Only <laughs> sluts get pixie cuts. Love that for you. My guess is that everyone should have a panic room, and if mm. you have a weekend off, why not make a panic yeah, room? Yeah, we could do the, that next weekend. We could do that. Yeah, in our uh, in our rental. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, what is the official Jamie's PSA? My official PSA is respect body autonomy. Yes. And don't possess people. You and always don't fucking force tell them me that to I do am things not against to... their will. No, you always. I use the wrong language. Yes, I understand that. My point is don't force people to do things they don't want to do. It's relevant because of the possession. Okay. But it's not about possession. Okay, because I was going to say, you always fucking tell me that I'm not allowed to have PSA guesses that are, like, not actually possible. Insert air quotes around that <laughs> sentence. So I present the use of the possession. But yes, uh, absolutely, bodily autonomy, persuasion is not consent. No means no. No means no. no. I don't think we have to really no. elaborate on that. I think that pretty much stands for itself. <laughs> Does anyone have any other notes before we wrap this up? I just want to say one of the funniest things in this episode was right at the end. I, yeah. I know exactly uh, what I was well, When Sam's sitting on the couch and he sweeps his hair back and he's like, no, I believe in God. <laughs> it's so funny. Dean, like, wakes up from his little dream where he's just had this little one-on-one powwow with Cass and he's, like, you know, fully re- you know, figuring his yeah. entire, like, self. Yeah. And Sam's just, like, sitting there in his t-shirt and he does the funniest, like, double hand curtain <laughs> yeah. bang sweep. It's the funniest. <laughs> so funny. Oh, it's hilarious. <laughs> if you don't know what we're talking about, please just go watch yeah, the last, like, literally. minute of the episode. Literally. It's hilarious. It's just something about the way he sweeps it back. Yeah. <laughs> two hands each. It's like he's treating his bangs like actual curtains. It's <laughs> It's very funny. Did you see? Did you notice? Oh, oh Jamie. It was so funny. It's literally fucking hilarious. <laughs> it, oh, it yes, gave, I did. It, it gave me a maybe it's Maybelline kind of <laughs> L'Oreal. Well, I wanted to talk about something that was actually maybe plot related. Oh, and like, okay. you guys aren't taking any of this shit seriously. So <laughs> I'm going now. 
<laughs> so we're only. Gonna... Say, yes, the point about Sam fixing his hair was very important. <laughs> we're only. Gonna... <laughs> I wanted to talk about how cagey Cass gets when. Dean starts asking about God. Yeah. Because, like, mind you, Cass is the one who's like, God has a plan. Yeah. This is, like, this is God's plan. Like, yeah. he he is the one who's commanded it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like, Dean's, like, asking about he? God, and Cass is like, I don't know, man. Fucking fight me. <laughs> it's like, so where's God gone? And is God being gone the reason the apocalypse is now happening? Because mm. that would explain why even after generations of special children, yeah. Nothing happened because if God's only left recently, mm-hmm. in the last you know fifty years or whatever, yeah. this may have been the demon's first real opportunity to try anything. Because huh. if God was there, theoretically, he could have put a stop to it. Do you think God's like the Avatar? Trapped in ice. No, no, I mean like like the reincarnation of like he dies and then he's reborn again. You mean like so, Jesus? Like, because Jesus is like he's he's dead and then he rises again in the same body and everything. I yeah, mean, like he dies right and then he's born again as a baby. Well, so is that like you just say eighteen earlier. years where he's fucking so, like, useless because he's a child? You like, did say earlier that maybe Dean is God, so maybe <laughs> maybe Dean's the new like incarnation <laughs> of God, and like it's sort That's of like, why he's, like he's like where's God and Cass is like I don't know, man. You tell me. Uh, like, you you have but like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah. Yeah, like the Slayer dies and oh, a new sure. one yeah, yeah, yeah. is chosen, like sort of thing. Like, oh. yeah, but I'm imagining it like from baby because yeah. that's funnier. Yeah, it's like the like chosen. So for trope. like, yeah. you know, 15 years or whatever, God's a child, like a full child, like not even like a proper teenager, like a child. That would be quite funny. You give a small baby ultimate power. Yeah, <laughs> Jack Jack from The Incredibles. Yeah, yeah like, absolutely. Jack Jack is God. <laughs> And Cass is so cagey because, like, God's, like, six. <laughs> and he's, like, a preschool. And Cass is what? His, like, surrogate parent? Just, like, babysitting? No, I'm, I'm imagining it's more like, um, Cass is, like, fucking serious. Like, the kid's six. He doesn't know what he wants. Like, I'm seriously doing this shit for a six-year-old. That's why he's so pissed off about having to raise Dean. He's like, I don't know, man. You're his new favourite toy. I don't... I don't like this. This is beneath me. Like, yeah. I'm here saving one fucking mortal man. Yeah. <laughs> because this six-year-old, like, saw him in the street one day. I was like, oh, yeah, him. <laughs> Look, there is a lot to talk about in terms of, like, absent fathers in this show. Oh, my God. It's like, you know, the first season's like, where's John? The fourth season's like, where's God? <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting to think that Kripke had some, uh... <laughs> Abandonment issues. <laughs> yeah. Something was going on there. Something Freudian. (laughs) (laughs) Freud is absolutely flipping in his grave. It's really funny for a number of reasons. Yes, so, like, Cass is obviously, like, being, like, cagey about, like, what's actually going on and stuff. To actually go to something relevant and, like, not just, like, funny. (laughs) Yeah, but, yeah, he's obviously being a bit cagey. And I'm glad that you picked up on that because that's something that is, like... Because, like, maybe Cass doesn't know where he actually is. It's it's relevant because, like, the angels and, like... The only, you mentioned before, like, we've got, obviously, Ruby and Cass as kind of, like, dichotomies of each other. Yeah. They're also sort of acting as the mouthpieces for the both sides, which means that every piece of information we get about what's going on with, like, the demons and every bit of information we get that's going on about the angels are filtered through Cass and Ruby. So if they have their own ulterior motives, then that is going to filter into what they tell the brothers. So it's not only what they are being told to relay or, like, what 
um, their orders are or, or what is actually happening yeah. but like what is good for them to tell the brothers or like like what information mm-hmm. is like worth withholding what and information f- is worth giving them and, and it comes down to like not only what is actually happening and what they're maybe being influenced mm-hmm. to do but also what they personally believe and yeah. what they personally want out of the scenario and for me it's really interesting that they are they're paralleling ruby and Cass like yeah. quite severely as in like they've each got their own brother and they're the brother's sort of like supernatural friend that yeah. they're getting information from even to the point where like in both these first few episodes Dean has had solely interaction with Cass and Sam has had solely interaction with Ruby and neither of them are really getting the full story about that. And the fact that we know for a fact that Ruby is not truly, like her alliance does not truly lie with Helen. Because if her alliance truly lied with Helen Lilith, the up-and-coming leader of Hell, she would not be out here saving Sam constantly. She would not be doing it. Sam would not now know how to do anything with new with his powers she would not be teaching him how to do this shit because overthrow lilith if lilith is the true exactly. leader of hell that they're all supporting so we know for a fact ruby is not being 100 percent truthful and honest with sam yeah and so then it's like well then why should we believe the Cass is exactly because yeah. they're paralleling them so why would they have one person like Cass telling dean the whole truth yeah when we know for a fact ruby is not telling sam the whole truth and, like, the accurate reflection of sort of what they're representing. This is why these seasons fucking slap. <laughs> because, like, the actual plot is finally present and good. And it's interesting. And then their comments on each other as well are yeah. really fucking fascinating. Like, I love that Cass's response to, like, Dean telling him what happened to, like, Henriksen. He's, or, no, actually, it's his response to her sending the ghosts after Hunters specifically. Yeah. He's like, yeah, she's, like, she's just, like, funny like that, you know? <laughs> and, like, completely removed from the, like, fucking trauma of yeah. that scenario. And also the fact that neither of them are, like, the head of their organisation. They're, like, no. foot soldiers. They're, like, underlings. They're, like, grunts on the ground. Yeah. And actually, you can... So Cass Especially is, Cass. Cass is essentially a henchman. Cass's technical title is he's, like, a seraph, which yeah. is, like... And you can actually look at, like, where yeah. they fall in, like, the, the order of things. And, like, traditional biblical hierarchy yeah. of angels. Yeah, but Cass is also, like, his rank, I guess, really shifts quite significantly, yeah. like, in both directions throughout yeah. the course of the series. But, like, right now, he's definitely not in charge no. uh, <laughs> of the decisions that are being made. Hence why he's so fucking annoyed about having to save Dean yeah. and dealing with Dean's whiny main character syndrome ass. Like, <laughs> it's like he lost a bet. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they played fucking rock, paper, scissors and cast lost and he's Dean like, I waited. guess I have to fucking go to hell now. Like, yeah, no. Like this whiny boy out of hell. Like, the humidity's <laughs> really going to ruin my hair. Like... <laughs> That's why he left them in the box underground. He was like, you can do the fucking rest yourself. <laughs> so I'm I ain't getting done. <laughs> I just got this trench coat. You think I'm going to put it in the mud for you? It's the queer coating. <laughs> okay, but yes, so that's super interesting. The parallels between Cass and Ruby is certainly something that we're going to follow along, especially uh, the relationships they have with Sam and Dean. And also where the brothers' alliances go is also really interesting because at this point, in the show. Dean and Sam both know about Ruby and Cass, but like Sam doesn't know that Cass is still visiting Dean. And Dean doesn't know that Ruby is still visiting Sam. Yeah. Like 
They're not telling them when they're meeting up with their super secret best friends. Like, yeah, and it's also interesting because up until this point in the show, it's been the Sam and Dean duo. Everything that they've gone up against, they may have had their differences in it, but they've gone up against it together as a united front. There's and like all of a sudden one case split. that I can think of yeah. that they don't. That scarecrow. Yeah, basically, and then all of a sudden they're like split. Sam is, like, splitting off in the sense that he is not telling Dean about... Because he could have. Yeah. He could have told Dean about Ruby when Dean first showed up in that yeah. hotel room and he chose not to. You know, and for obvious reasons. Yeah. But in the same vein, like, they're throwing... Like, are there is there alliance to each other? Or is there alliance to their, like, respective friendship? Is their alliance somehow a mix of the two? I would say that their alliance is not actually to, like, the other person. Mm. But to the idea of the other person. Yeah, actually. So it's not so much that Sam's loyal to Dean and Dean's loyal to Sam in any real capacity. It's Mm. Dean's loyal to his protector role of Sam. Yeah. And Mm. Sam is loyal to the idea of Dean. I I think that they're both really loyal to the concept of family. Yes. Without actually being loyal to the other person in the family. Yeah, it's almost like, I mean, you kind of already said this, but they're loyal to the idea of the other person. Yeah. And not actually loyal to who they are in reality. Yeah. Which is fucking Because if they were loyal, like, everything they're doing, they're doing to protect each other. Yeah. Full stop. That is what they they are trying to protect each other. That's where their loyalty lies, Mm -hmm. to each other. However, they are not actually loyal to each other because if they were, they would be sharing information and they're not. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. The hypocrisy of these two is just... Yeah. It's it's always that idea of like, well, it's okay when I do it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm protecting the family. Yeah, exactly. It's fine because I'm protecting the family. Particularly for Dean, that is true. And I think for Sam, it's less about him protecting, like, the family. I think it's more about him trying to be like... You've taken care of me forever. Let me repay that favor, kind of thing. Like I'm old enough now. I don't. You don't have to look after me. With a healthy side dish of if I help other people, I can be redeemed. Yeah, <laughs> literally, <laughs> literally. Yeah, yeah. And then Dean on the opposite of that, being like, nothing I can do will ever redeem me. So if I'm already fucked, I may as well throw myself under the bus. Like yeah. if it'll protect. Yeah, Sam. Yeah. It's like, I'm already tainted, but you're not, so I might as well take it yeah. so that you can remain untainted. Yeah. God, look at us fucking go. <laughs> Naomi's, like, head is moving between us like she's watching tennis. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, damn, these girls have opinions. <laughs> look at this deep dive. It's I- really funny because we'll go from making jokes about how God is secretly an infant to, like, <laughs> here's this in-depth character analysis. <laughs> absolute 180 there is no in between but yes i don't think their alliances have like switched Mm -hmm. to be to like Cass and ruby yeah i think it's literally just that they no longer really know who each other are yeah so their alliance is still to the idea of the person that they used to be versus who they actually are now 
That's really, really, mm. really, really interesting. And I think particularly as we go through the next season, two seasons, that's going to be really, really fucking fascinating and to I look think- back. It's always been an element of their relationship and their loyalty to each other. Like mm-hmm. the idea of the other person. You see this a lot with like, you know, Dean refusing to burn Sam because he still perceives Sam as a child yeah. who doesn't deserve to be burdened. Yeah. But I think it's just been significantly exacerbated because they haven't spent four months together. Like they had four yeah. months apart mm-hmm. where they both changed significantly mm-hmm. and now they don't really know who the other person is anymore. Yeah. So while they still think they're loyal and that's where their loyalties lie and they would do anything for each other, yeah. they don't actually understand who the other person is anymore as a person. As like a fundamental level. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Does cool. that make sense? Yes, yeah. it does and okay. I love it. I love that analysis. Has there it you pulled go. you back into Supernatural? Oh, yet? I hope not. I don't have time. <laughs> you absolutely have time, Naomi. The next episode's really good. Do you I, remember the next episode? No, I don't remember any episode. <sighs> I mean, you'll save the title soon enough for the wrap-up anyway. Yeah. But. I think that just about brings us to the end of the episode. So, Jamie and Naomi, how would you rate it out of five? Ooh, there's a lot going on, but also not that much. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know... I'm trying to think of all the episodes before this episode. Maybe I would give it, but then I can't just rate it higher because Cass is in it. You no, absolutely like, can. You that's absolutely how my can. point okay. system entirely works. How about, how about I rate the actual episode maybe like a three out of five? Okay. But for the last ten minutes of it where Cass is in there, four out of five. Okay. Yeah. You're <laughs> averaging it out to a 3.5? Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Because 3.5 was my rating too. Oh, perfect. But for the same reasons? <laughs> Oh, for Meg. For Meg. Yeah. Same, but for Meg. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> if Meg's on screen, then it's like five out of five flawless. Yeah. And then the rest is like a two star. Like, <laughs> it was fine, but like, I'm not getting excited over it, you know? Yeah. Okay, cool. Cool. I think that is fair and valid. So the next episode, episode three of season four is titled In the Beginning. Jamie, do you have any thoughts, feelings, fears, predictions? Okay, so it's not going to feature Sam and Dean at all. Oh, okay. We're going back to the Garden of Eden. Oh. And me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And honestly, I think it's more likely to go back to like Mary and John. Okay. (laughs) So not quite so far back. Not quite so far back, but I think it's going to actually finally, hopefully, prove my genealogy genes theory right and prove that like... You know, they come uh, descended from bloodlines and that's why Sam is special and fucking chosen and all that bullshit. Yeah, like, okay. Well, we're going to actually get some information. That's why he was chosen to be a special child. And like, okay. we're going to, we're going to, we're going to look back to see forward. Okay. So we're thinking no Sam and Dean at all. We're like, we're like, we're going full Winchester prequel. Like yes, that- <laughs> absolutely. This is, this is actually, not a lot of people know this, but this was like a backdoor pilot episode for Winchester. <laughs> they just didn't get picked up at the time, and now they've gone back and turned it into a series. No, I don't think they're going to completely cut out Jared and Jensen, because I'm assuming they were contracted for every episode of the series, so they would still have to pay them even if they didn't use them, so the chances of them not being in it are unlikely, because they'd still have to be paid for it. Sure. So, But I do think we're going to go back to the beginning of sort of like the plan okay. of the apocalypse. So like, the beginning being specific to like the beginning of John either, and Mary. Like John, Mary, Sam, Dean, sort of that Winchester family unit. I think there's three beginnings it could be talking about. The beginning of Earth okay. and like the story of creation according to Supernatural. Yeah. The beginning of Sam, Dean, Mary, John, like okay. that sort of thing and how that's relevant uh-huh. to why Sam was chosen as a special child. Mm-hmm. Or 
the beginning of the plan for the apocalypse. Cool. Like, so, like, Azazel's plan. Okay, cool. I think, honestly, any one of those... Well, maybe all three of them, like, sort of (laughs) intermixed and combined. Any combination or, like, individual version of any of those ideas would be fucking phenomenal. Sam and Dean time travel to the Garden of Eden. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Plot twist, Dean's actually Adam and that's why God's obsessed with him. (laughs) (laughs) Your mind, Jamie. (laughs) Well, good news, Naomi. I've said a lot of stuff that Beth would normally scream at you about, but she doesn't need to because you're already here for all of it. Normally, I've cut out the middleman. Normally when Jamie leaves... I go and find Naomi and I tell her all of the insane things that Jamie said that made me scream on the inside. And Naomi goes, I don't remember why that's relevant. And I go, that's fine. Just and then you message Abigail and KJ all yeah. the reasons why I was making you scream on the inside. Yeah. 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 That's exactly the process. <laughs> anyway. So hopefully, Naomi, you enjoyed your debut yeah. on the podcast. Hey, look, it's been a time. It's been fun. At the moment, we are planning to have you back for yes. the finale of the season. I'm excited That's for if that we one. haven't scared her off. If we haven't scared you no, off. No, I really want to do that one. Yeah. For my very specific reasons. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very excited. I'm so keen to have you back for that. Hopefully you all enjoyed listening. If you wanted to get in touch with us or chat with us about anything that we discussed for this episode or any episode previously, you can always find us on any of our socials. So we are on Twitter, Tumblr, Discord, TikTok. TikTok. You can find us. We're either Driver Picks the Podcast or Driver Picks Pod on everything. Otherwise, all the links are in our link tree. Everything will be in the description below. And if you want to find Naomi's Instagram, which I absolutely suggest you check out because she's actually phenomenal like way too talented for this you know how i always say like that actor's too talented for the cw supernatural naomi is too talented (laughs) naomi is too fucking skilled to have done the art for this podcast that's Um, like a monster truck rally getting da vinci to do the fucking (laughs) literally her instagram handle is in the bio of our twitter it's in the uh, pinned post of our tumblr and it's also in my twitter bio so we'll probably also put it down we'll also put put it down below but absolutely go and check out her instagram because it is phenomenal if you did want to chat to us about anything some conversation topics could include what god would be like as a baby (laughs) (laughs) where where is god gone where is god is he on a bender like john was yeah Moments where the brothers just had way too much main character energy for like how <laughs> insignificant they actually were. Steamy kitchen moments. Steamy kitchen moments. <laughs> if you want, there's probably like a four-month-old poll on the Twitter. Oh, about whether or not we calorie. What is the better snack, Pringles or pie? Mm. Would you forget Dean's pie if you were Sam? Would you forget it? Absolutely not, because I would value my life. <laughs> I would never forget a man's pie. Naomi used to bake a pie every year for Dean's birthday. I did. Another another (laughs) reason why I was actually clinically insane. Have you ever managed to recover from the brain worms? Apparently. Apparently It's possible. Naomi's living proof. It is possible, guys. You can Did Naomi's story give you hope? (laughs) (laughs) That there too could be a life after Supernatural. (laughs) That was the worst wording. That you too could have a life after Supernatural. Look. let me just say something. When you're not obsessed with Supernatural, you kind of just have a lot more free time. <laughs> like, Okay, we need to wrap this up. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for listening. Hopefully you had as much fun listening as we have had recording. Hopefully you are just as excited for Naomi to come back as we are. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Oh, she got her little... Oh. Okay, oh. did you have fun? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
I can't believe you guys sit in here for like five hours. <laughs> it's only like quarter past one. We don't stop. Oh, oh God. Jesus Christ. Oh, so this is a wig. Oh. Oh. I did that for the Bella moment. <laughs> you lied to us. You just fucked me up. <laughs> no, I just realised that these photos have my long hair in it. And so I couldn't justifiably be like, oh yeah, I could have done this morning. Wait, wait. this is last. Were you ever to... intending on showing us that no. you guys have fucked me up? <laughs> what the hell? God, you're such a good liar. <laughs> she really is unknowable. <laughs> Dude, it looks good. 